And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hopefully, you guys are having a great week. Uh, great show today. Uh, I was joined by my friend Alex Sears. It's always a great time talking to Alec. Uh, we covered a lot in a short period of time. Uh, we talked about uh, the communist mayor of New York City threatening to send the cops to round up the Jews. That's something that actually happened on Twitter today. Uh, we talked about Justin Amash running for president as a libertarian. We talked about the death of the Me Too moment. Uh, yeah, a lot to break down today. I think you guys will enjoy it. Uh, first, guys, please follow us on Twitter at NoGimmicksPod. Please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, or Spotify. If you're on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating and a good review. I'd really appreciate it. And if you like the show and want to get involved, uh, hit us up over on Patreon, patreon.com slash Podcast. All right, without further ado, here's my chat with Alex Sears. <laughs> All right, guys, we're here with Alex Sears. Alec, my man, how you doing? Doing good, Brady. Good to be on the show again. Hope, uh, Absolutely, everyone, man. Hope everyone out there is staying sane during quarantine and everything. Yeah, buddy. What are you doing to uh, pass the time these days? Uh, mostly video games. Been, ah. been nice. Get some quality time with, uh, with Skyrim. Nice. Funny story, I haven't been able to play video games uh, the last few weeks. My cat tripped me when I was uh, holding a scolding hot bowl of soup, and the soup fell right on my Xbox controller. Oh no! So yeah, and That's this is how tragic. cheap, dude. This is how cheap your boy is. Um, the new Xbox is coming out in November, and I'm like, you know what? I'll just use the app to control Netflix, and I'll just buy the new Xbox in November instead of buying a twenty dollar <laughs> controller. <laughs> like that's that. That's how cheap I am, man. It's it's kind of sad. Well, there you go. So anyway, let's uh we have a lot to talk about today as always. We probably won't get to half of it. But let's just jump into the uh the news of the morning. Uh New York City is sending cops to round up the Jews. Uh tell me if you've seen this movie before. Uh, here's a tweet from their communist mayor Bill de Blasio, quote, "My message to the Jewish community and all communities is this simple. The time for warnings has passed. I've in- instructed the NYPD to proceed immediately to summons or even arrest those who gather in large groups." It goes on and on. Um, so yeah, man, yeah, singling out the Jews, saying he's sending the, the, the cops to round them up if they go outside. So, man, we're only six weeks into this lockdown, and we're already in the round up the Jews phase of leftist politics. Just incredible mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, kind of shocking, um, just because Bill de Blasio, I mean, he's gonna find himself in some serious trouble over this, especially if, you know, the police forces are like, okay, we'll do it. Um, because there's been, you know, there have been efforts in different places around the country. There's one in Mississippi, one in Kentucky, where, um, you know, over Easter weekend, they tried to stop um, drive-in church services, um, or uh, they tried to prevent those from happening, but they couldn't on, you know, First Amendment grounds, you know, your freedom to practice religion, also the freedom of assembly. So there is a slight exception on the, on the, you know, um, freedom of religion clause where as long 
long as you're not singling out a specific religion or specific group and your orders are all encompassing of the, the whole population, then, you know, there's a slight exception. So while, um, you know, in, in some ways over the Easter weekend, because the orders were for, you know, the general population, not just, um, not just, you know, the Christian, you know, community, then technically those, those stay at home orders could be enforced. However, because Bill de Blasio so specifically called out the Jewish population and because they are gathering mostly for religious reasons, he is going to have an absolute smackdown on him coming from the courts. And I would be shocked if this doesn't happen because he is singling out, you know, a religious group of people. And, you know, that's absolutely beside the fact that it's the Jewish people and the Jewish people in New York, they, they, you know, experience more, more, you know, aggressive assaults and harassment than anywhere else in the country in New York City. And, and, you know, there's been a, there's been a long history of that. So it is, it is absolutely shocking that Bill de Blasio will do this and he's going to see a massive, massive, just throwback in his face over this. He better. I mean, I, I hope you're right. Um, I, I mean, leftist politicians very rarely see any kind of consequences for their actions. But I mean, you're absolutely right that you know across the country. You mentioned the uh, the the town in Mississippi. You know, people have been targeting religious people. But like, it, it's like it's some next level shit when people specifically target the Jews who are like what like a little less than two percent of the American population. I mean, uh-huh. I mean it's like guys, guys, you're not hiding the the ball with your anti-Semitism if you're you're by name calling out the Jews. I mean, it's, I mean, I mean, there's more, there's more Muslims, there's more Buddhists in the United States than there are Jews. I mean, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous, but I mean, I mean, I have to remind the audience, this clown won re-election in a landslide in 2018. I mean, like New Yorkers voted for this, man. Like New Yorkers want this. Like, thank, thank goodness I live in Ohio, man. Like, away from, commies like de blasio and commie voters like the voters in new york city my goodness yeah thankfully his uh presidential run didn't go anywhere um because when you have you know people the likes of richard spencer congratulating you on your tweet <laughs> that clearly clearly there is there's an issue here there's something wrong uh, i would not be surprised to see de blasio um smacked down by the courts because his um, yeah, I mean, obviously his uh, his state legislature isn't going to do it. No, no. Yeah, I don't think the uh, the cold-blooded murder of a groundhog helped his uh, presidential run either. Uh, speaking of presidential runs, uh, how's that for a segue? Um, Justin Amash, a representative from Michigan who recently left the Republican Party because he wanted to impeach the president for no reason. Um, that's his claim to fame. Uh, he's running for president as a libertarian. Now, as someone who agrees with a lot of what Amash stands for, not all of it, obviously, but, you know, some, you might think that I'm, I'm happy that more libertarian values might be brought to the forefront, but no, I, I really can't stand this guy, man. Like, I, I really don't like Justin Amash. He, he seems to me uh, like less of a principled libertarian and more of a self-serving opportunist. What do you think? Uh, I don't have that, that strong feelings around Amash. I do think that, you know, it was, it was silly to to try to go for the whole impeachment thing and and his reasoning wasn't really all that constitutional it was more of like the health of america type stuff that the democrats were peddling which is you know you can't impeach i mean i guess you can impeach a 
president for that, but you can't, you know, no Senate would remove him from office. Um, so you can impeach the president for pretty much anything you want to, really. Right. Uh, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't, but, and just to piggyback on that, like his reasoning, like it wasn't, like you said, it wasn't necessarily constitutional, but it certainly wasn't libertarian. Like, I know you're not a libertarian, but I am. And, and like, he, he was not using libertarian grounds on, on his reasoning. I mean, look, if, if you want to say, hey, like, you know, Trump has perpetuated the, the war going on in Yemen and he refueled Saudi jets that bombed a hospital, which did happen in, in 2017 in Yemen, and you want to impeach him for that, I guess that would be like a libertarian reason to impeach the president, but not like whatever bullshit conversation with the president of a country that doesn't matter. You know what I mean? So it wasn't even like, yeah. it wasn't even standing on his libertarian principles or anything like that. Yeah, so his, his reasoning was, was odd, and I mean, clearly, now we see it was, it was just him setting himself up for, for this run. Honestly, I'm a little bit surprised he did, he's doing it this year and not waiting until 2024 when the field's a little bit more open. Um, but but he's, he's trying to set himself up as the, the anti-Trump, but still conservative enough to, to not be a Democrat, you know? So he's giving himself, he's trying to appeal to the middle ground of conservatives, which is funny because he's a libertarian. Um, and, and, you know, he will, he will easily win the, the libertarian party vote. Um, but it, it'll be interesting to see how many, how many conservatives and how many liberals he'll take. I, I could see, honestly, I could see this being one of the more strong uh, third party runs, definitely stronger than, than the Gary Johnson attempt in 2016, um, but ultimately futile. Yeah, I want to get to, uh, you know, because both sides are complaining that Amash is going to take votes from their guy which I think kind of both sides are wrong because I don't really think that's necessary. I mean, it, sometimes it works out like that, but it's not necessarily, you know, that simple. But, like, I just don't understand. A, a lot of smart libertarian friends of mine and friends of yours, I'm sure, are like are falling for Amash's stick. And I just don't get it. Like, if it were, like, Thomas Massey, who I really like and respect, the uh, the congressman from Kentucky, like, he's a principled libertarian. Like when he bucked the GOP a few weeks ago and tried to force Congress to, you know, obey the Constitution, like that was a noble thing to do. That was the right thing to do. Like Rand Paul is a principled libertarian. Like when he bucks the GOP because they want to spend twenty trillion dollars on something, and he's like, "Hey, uh, uh, no, let's not do that." Like that's that's a principled stand. Like those make sense. And I just don't. I don't know. I haven't seen that from Justin Amash. Like between the impeachment nonsense. The like the Bill Crystal level whining about Trump on Twitter twenty four seven. It's like yikes. I just think I don't know. Like if I would get it, I would get it if my libertarian friends were supporting a guy like Thomas Massey. But I just think they're betting on the wrong horse with this with this dude. Yeah. Um, once again, this is going to be an election where your options are limited. Um, when you have you know creepy handsy Joe Biden, and and you know potentially creepy handsy donald trump right uh, once again like these are all allegations against both both people um so nothing proven um but if a mash is trying to play the field where it's like ah, oh, i'm just you know i'm the other choice i mean that's fine that doesn't do anything for him in the future like if he does this and he fails like he's kind of done like i mean he can go back to congress with his tail between his legs because um you know i think i think his constituents like him enough but but after this, yeah, after the long, the long campaign trail of, of eight months from now, who knows? Yeah. Uh, so what do you what do you make of both sides, like the hardcore Trump guys and then the hardcore Biden guys 
all whining that Amash is going to elect the other candidate. Like, I, I don't get that. Like, look, as you're from Ohio, too, right? I'm pretty sure you're from Ohio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, you know, yep. like, yes, li- in statewide elections in Ohio, which are always extremely close, there has been a couple times where, you know, a Republican has lost and possibly because uh, a libertarian took three, four, four and a half percent of the vote, something like that. But, I mean, a lot of libertarians are just going to vote libertarian. Like, they're not Republican lights or something like that. You know what I mean? So I don't really think it's that straightforward where like you know he's gonna ross perot donald trump or something or reverse he's gonna ross perot joe biden or whatever that's what the democrats think so like i think both sides can calm the heck down uh i think so we haven't seen you know a real viable third party candidate since ross perot and and uh there's still you know inconsistent data around that and and no one's quite sure who takes from what side honestly i'm you know, I'm in the camp that they're the moderates on on either side understand how how radical and and how crazy their their party's you know leaders can be, and they're more likely to go for the third party. So I think it takes about evenly from both sides. Um, so I, in the end, it just kind of cancels out. Yeah, I think that's probably right. I mean, and we'll, you never know. I mean, obviously, there's no polling uh, in in regards to a just an Amash run, obviously. People yeah. haven't wasted any dollars uh, polling those numbers, but I have to imagine outside of Michigan and outside of like people that do this shit for a living, <laughs> like, I, I imagine his name recognition is extraordinarily low at this point. So like, and and there's only what it's almost May, so yeah, what six seven months, six and a half months until the election. So, well, I think I think the libertarian the libertarian uh, convention is in May, so he has well like less than a month, like half, like a few weeks to, to get his, his stuff all together. And there's other candidates. I mean, Jacob Hornberger, uh, was polling well among libertarians. I know Larry Sharp, uh, who ran for governor of New York is running for president too. So like, you know, I don't know. A lot of like LP type guys, which I think the libertarian party is absolutely a ridiculous joke, but like a lot of LP guys are just through and through LP guys. You know what I mean? So they might not even like, I mean, they didn't like that Lincoln Chafee came in and tried to run like a former Democrat and former Republican. And they didn't like Gary Johnson, a former Republican and Bill Weld. So like a lot of them might be pissed off that another former Republican is coming in and kind of carpetbagging. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. like, I don't know if it'll be, he'll probably win because he's the most popular, you know, he's got the biggest Twitter following out of all those guys. But like, I think a lot of like hardcore libertarians will kind of be pissed off too. Yep. The, uh, the dates of the convention, May 21st to 25th. So Mash has less than a month to, uh, to get all of the delegates needed to win the nomination. So is their convention, is their convention actually going forward? Like in person? Uh, you know what? I would kind of assume it is just because it's (laughs) and and nobody really wants to try and step in and deal with all of those, you know, lawsuits that libertarians will eventually bring because they're libertarian. So, uh, I would imagine that it's probably going to happen. Yeah, if I were a betting man, I would uh, I would put money on that as well. Uh I think that's fair. So, uh, one more thing before I let you go. Uh, Obviously, we talked a little bit about the the sexual assault accusations against Joe Biden on on Monday, but we can dig a little deeper into that. But before we get into it, the the Me Too moment movement, whatever you want to call it, is just over, right? I mean, it's donezo. It was all a lie. 
Uh, I think that's pretty clear at this point. Obviously, Democrats have no interest in justice for sexual assault victims. They basically just want to hurt Republicans. And that's basically the bottom line here. I have no idea. I have no clue if Joe Biden raped Tara Reid. I have absolutely no idea. But let's just compare, like, you can lead it off, Alec. Let's let's just compare the evidence between Reid's accusations against Biden and Christine Blasey Ford's accusations against Brett Kavanaugh. Well, um, so Christine Blasey Ford um, couldn't give us a location, couldn't uh, give us a, a exact date or time. Um, I don't even think she could give us a year. And uh, all she could give us was a name and, and maybe a friend's name. And no one could corroborate her story, um, not even her closest friend, who actually came out and said, no, this, this never happened, at least not that Christine told me. Um, and we were never, you know, we were never at this kind of party. Um, contrasted with Tara Reed, who has, you know, basically a year, date, time, location, place, corroborated by her neighbor, her mother, a phone call to Larry King, and, and potentially um, in sealed documents that have been dubbed the Delaware documents held by the University of Delaware um, that, that may or may not implicate Joe Biden in something like this. So um, already the evidence you know, against Joe Biden is, is incredibly more compelling than, than any evidence Christine Blasey Ford came up with. And that's not to say nothing happened to to Miss Ford. Um, it's something, um, you know, watching her testimony, it was clear that, that she had definitely suffered some sort of trauma. Um, but but in this country, we do have due process, and people are innocent until proven guilty. The thing is, none of the Democrats, none of the media, no one on the left cared about due process when it was when it was Kavanaugh, when it was Brett Kavanaugh, when. You know, he was being appointed by a conservative president. And now when their liberal nominee for president is suddenly under, you know, similar allegations with even more evidence being provided, you know, they got their head in the sand. There's there's almost no time. We're literally like having to wring them by the neck and force them, like stick their nose into the mud pie and be like, hey, look, here's this thing. You guys freaked out at Kavanaugh for next to nothing. Now we have hard evidence. Go look at this. And, you know, career journalists whose job is to just go find things are just are refusing. Even even, you know, young, young, spotlight hungry journals who are just starting out in their career. This would be if you could get, you know, even a piece of breaking news, you know, 30 years ago, that would be a absolute career launcher. Oh, yeah. And, And now. Now, it, you know, that's a good way to get your career ended if you went looking for stuff on Biden. <laughs> journalism. Journalism is a way to end your career as a journalist. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's, it's not just that they're hiding their heads in the sand. It's that they're they're actively impeding this. I mean, like CNN deleting the, f- the footage mm-hmm. yep. of Tara Reid's mother calling in to CNN, to Larry King Live in 1993, to complain about Biden assaulting her daughter. CNN deletes the footage. Deletes it. Like, they're obsessed. They are obsessed with protecting Democrats. It is absolutely gross. And I, I just, I, I had to look this up so I didn't misquote it, because it is just art. I mean, this needs to be, this needs to be hung in the Smithsonian. 
this tweet from the Washington Post yesterday, and I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. This is how they, this is how, okay, I'll just read the tweet. This is the Washington Post, quote, developments and <laughs> developments and allegations against Biden amplify efforts to question his behavior. <laughs> what does this, what does that mean? What does that mean? My friend Stephen Harriet tweeted, quote tweeted that yesterday and it made me laugh. He's like, man, I was just talking to my wife this morning about how much I hate it when developments and allegations against Biden amplify efforts to question his behavior. It's like, dude, what the fuck kind of word salad is this, man? Like, can't you just say, hey, we're going to look into this shit. Maybe the Democratic nominee raped somebody in 1993. Maybe not. We're going to get to the bottom of it because we're journalists. They can't say that. They tweet this word salad of meaninglessness though my good i mean they're, they're twisting themselves into pretzels right now i mean it's it's gross it's absolutely gross to watch two years ago it's believe all men women hashtag me too and they've devolved to this yeah the the like champion of the me too movement especially during the kavanaugh era Alyssa milano is is now just like ah, oh, whatever you know we had our fun <laughs> we're done you know we're not going to do this until next you know, conservative or Republican gets gets accused of something because I mean they only have the left only have, has one playbook. They only have you know the single play, and that is false allegations of some kind of impropriety. They did it with Thomas. They did it with Bork. Did it with Kavanaugh. They'll do it again, whether it's a judge or or a nominee or you know some other kind of candidate or or elected official. They'll keep doing it, and, and they'll keep manufacturing the outrage. And anytime it happens to, to their side uh, with, you know, actual credible evidence and not just, you know, some baseless allegation, they'll, they'll bury it. They'll bury it under a mountain of, oh, my God, did you see Donald Trump told people they should inject bleach? You know, every time. The main headline on all left wing, well, just, I mean, the entire press, the entire corporate press yesterday was that uh, it was something about how, Mike Pence. I didn't have it in me to click on any of these headlines, by the way, because I respect myself too much. But uh, the only thing that the the media was talking about was the fact that Mike Pence wasn't wearing a mask somewhere. That was it. That's what they talked about for 24 hours yesterday. Yeah. And then, and then uh, Justin Amash announced he's running for president at uh, with a meme on Twitter at 9:30 p.m. on a Tuesday. So and then they switched over to that. With hilarious timing to announce you're running for president, by the way. But, I mean, that that's all the press talked about yesterday. There was nothing. There was nothing from the corporate press about Tara Reid, about CNN deleting footage of this evidence. Not, nothing. It was Mike Pence wasn't wearing a mask. I mean, this is our press. This is this is our free press. What I mean, what an absolute joke, man. What I mean, I, I don't know. We, we can leave it there because I, I don't really know what else to say on this topic, but I, I just wish we had a functioning press. But we don't. So we're going to keep going around in circles like this anytime a republican appoints a judge anytime a republican is running for office and the press will keep covering up the sins of any democrat forever and ever i, I just don't see the light at the end of the tunnel in regards to the press and the lack of legitimate journalism happening in this country right now you know this reminds me of a quote from putin himself back in 2016 that he said he wishes russia had the kind of propaganda media outlets that we have in america because then he would never have to you know manufacture you know anything else ever again and they just all do it for them and that's what the press does in america for democrats today i saw that quote attributed to putin but is that that is legit that actually did happen uh i, I believe so it may not have i mean who knows 
I'm looking it up now. Uh, it seems legit. You know, I'm just going to assume it is because it's true. <laughs> Whether he said it or not, it is true, uh, unfortunately. Uh, I think that's all I got for today, man. Uh, before I let you go, Alec, uh, thanks for doing this. I'm sure we'll do it soon. Where can everybody follow you online, keep in touch, and all that good shit? Uh, yeah, yeah. You can hit me up uh, on Twitter, at Alec underscore Sears. And uh, you can see all my, my great memes and occasional articles on there. And uh, uh, make sure you follow, follow Brady and, and follow the podcast. Absolutely. Everybody uh, follow Alec. He's great. Come for the good memes. Stay for the bad memes. And uh, that's all I got for today. I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back on Monday. No gimmicks.